G'day, Guitar Wank listeners. Welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. I am your host, Troy McCubbin, and this is episode 99.37. Thank you for joining us wherever you are in the world, whatever the hell you're doing. We hope you're safe and sound and life is treating you well. Uh, This week, Scotty is back in the house. Thank God. Mr. Scotty Henderson's back with us, so it'll be great to catch up with him. Uh, what else we got going on? Bruce is obviously there. We have uh, Nerfelder coming up, which I knew nothing about, and um, so glad to meet him. What a great bloke. A really, really nice guy, and another ridiculous player. Uh, super excited to talk with him. And what else? We've got the 10 questions that Bruce will read. Actually, I don't know if it's even if it's this episode. Maybe it is this episode. Anyway, they're coming your way. The 10 questions that uh, for Bruce's game show that is finally happening. happening. And uh, I think that's about it. Remember, if you want to buy any merch, go to guitarwank.com. T-shirts, mugs, picks, coasters, caps, all the essential gift items that you need for your parents and enemies and loved ones. Uh, big shout out to a good mate, Shane Terrio and Riff Raff. I was flying from LA to New York and got to catch up on some of my Riff Raff. That is a really good podcast. I'm going to say, just, uh, I love what Shane does. And, um, so if you, if you don't know it, go check it out. Riff Raff, uh, podcast. He actually gets, uh, all the celebrity guitar players on there. He's, he's, he's got the hookup. That's what it is. He's got the hookup. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a great show, and I think his latest one was Sammy Hager. I got to check that one out. I didn't get to do it because it didn't d- download on my phone. Damn it! But anyway, love what Shane does. Big shout out to him, and uh, and that's it. So please keep all the emails coming. All those people that have joined the competition in recent weeks, you're still in it. We'll be posting some more winners shortly. And, uh, and also sending out the gifts to all the other winners. So hang tight on that. If you want to advertise on Guitar Wank, please send us an email and list in the subject line advertising and we can make that happen. Uh, we are going out to over 100,000 listeners worldwide now, which is still ridiculous to me, but fantastic and really appreciate everyone, appreciate everyone's support. So, yeah, that's it. All right, without further ado, let's get back to the two old lesbians <laughs> and catch up with what Scott's been doing. And, uh, and then we'll catch up with Nia Felder as well and go from there. Big shout-out to Nia. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you, mate, and thank you for the, the hookups and the introductions. Look forward to seeing him in concert. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Thank you so much, and have a fantastic, safe week until next week. Yeah, and uh, up your bum. All right. like holy shit nothing changed since the 70s this is racist as always was wow so he's your, he's your, you yeah but it was a you good know movie. what Thelonious Monk said what 
I always tried to hate white people, but then someone would come along and screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's really, it's a great movie, and, and it's a lot a lot of fun, and it's funny, but at the end, they show, like, Charlottesville and all oh, this shit, shit that happened, so it's, like, sort of, you know, Reality basically, check. yeah, um, you. a lot has changed, <laughs> Right, but um, it's, it's still a great, it's really a great movie. Um, um, Denzel Washington's son, I think, is, oh, is, yeah, right? That's his son, and Adam Driver, who's, like, you know, Angela Loves... Adam Dri Driver, my daughter, she's just crazy about him. Kylo Ren, only he plays a, a cop in, in this movie. Wow. Yeah, that, so are you getting anything from me? Yeah, I'm getting something getting from, you. Anything from me. Are you talking? No. Well, that's talk. Half, that's talk. half the problem. Talk. There we go. Okay. I always crank Bruce a little bit more. Mir said he's going to come by. So I don't know when, but he's mixing. So whenever he's okay. done. So, dude, how are you? Same old crap. This is it's worse. Guitar Wank, so excited to have you as a guest. <laughs> it feels like a guest. <laughs> People are like, oh, Scott. Scott's just now a guest. You should try and get that Scott Henderson on. He's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. He sucks. <laughs> but life's good, man. Yeah, just you know. In the studio, that's all I do. Yeah. I never leave the house. But you did go to Europe, right? I went to Italy and did a little short tour. And uh, that was fun. But it's um, festivals. So, you know, it's like it's free for the, the people to come. <clears throat> right. So I, I felt a few times like Bruce probably feels when he plays at uh, the Grove. <laughs> you know, little kids dancing around. <laughs> a lot of old people kind of looking at you funny. Like, yeah, I mean, I think I'm sure a lot of people are coming to those jazz festivals expecting to hear Ella Fitzgerald and right. they and they hear us. Yeah, you know, but actually they were very polite, like even the audiences were I didn't see like it didn't seem like there were a lot of like fans. There. Right. Um, but they were still really cool audiences because they're European, man, and they're open minded. And um, we got almost every night we got encore. So I wow. guess they liked it. Yeah. But I saw a lot of. Older people. Yep. Elderly. Right. Yeah. But there was this one really funny story where the same thing happened to Charlie Hayden. Happened to me. Um, only I was cool about it. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> but we finished our, our last song. And everybody applauded. But it was like, no encore. And I go, well, that's cool. You know, let's, 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 let's bail, right? Right. So this guy, this I guess he was the, uh, the MC, he gets up on stage and goes, let's have... One more. Come on, everybody. Let's get one more from Scott. And everybody's like, okay, one more. And then somebody's, and then a little few more, few more. But finally, after like three minutes, he's got everybody, you know, laughing, right. right? So we got up and did another tune. But when I saw that happen to Charlie Hayden, he got up on stage after that and he said on the mic, he said, well, if it wasn't for this asshole, I guess we'd all be home by now. <laughs> Which I did not do. I really wanted to, but I didn't. You could have done that. That would have been funny. Oh, it would have been funny, but, you know, he was just trying to, you know, make make the night longer, make everybody drunker. <laughs> was it, but it was funny. Was there cool, some cool other acts on the bill, too? Was it? Yeah, um, nobody I knew. Right. Mostly European people. Yeah. And often those festivals are just one night. 
set right. one band each night, and right. they, the festival goes on for like a week. But there was only like twice where we had an opening band. Oh, okay. But yeah. one one band that played in front of us was really good. Uh, I forgot mm. his name. He's a great sax. No, not a saxophone. He's a flugelhorn player. Right. And an Italian guy, and he's really good. Flugelhorn. Yeah. And flugelhorn can make the most gorgeous tones. I yeah. mean, if you in the right hands, and this guy had a tone. It was unbelievable. Wow. Beautiful tone. And played, phrased really well, and just yeah. great player and good band, but they had a singer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I'm singer. not really a big fan of scat singing. That's, uh, that's what she was doing. So I'm, I'm not. There's really, not many, not many people who scat. There's a lot of people I'm, that scat, and you uh, like not one don't my, scat. You not one of scat. my favorite things to listen no. to, but whatever. You know, it was. It's kind of corny to There's me. There's no Bobby McFerrin. Yeah, I don't even know that he scatted all that much. He's mainly saying lyrics, didn't he? Or he, I don't know. Oh, he's saying um, he's, he did he vocalizes a lot. Yeah, yeah, but he he did yeah. like all everything, didn't he? But not yeah, scat. Yeah, not the, the the whole jazz vocal thing sometimes really bugs me because they have to sing about bird and and bird was there and train was there and blah 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 <laughs> and I'm like oh, uh, uh, okay <laughs> click. Can't sort of like the words to Birdland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but whatever. Uh, but they were they were good though. They were a really good band. Great piano player too. And whereabouts in Italy? Just southern. Oh wow. Yeah, just all south southern. south of Rome. Yeah. Everything south. So the drives were real short, real yeah. easy. It's beautiful there, that yeah, part yeah. of the world, right? And, and and amazingly, it was a lot cooler than L.A. Yeah. Which you didn't I thought, get caught in that wow. flood down there, did you? No, I, mean, I didn't there was even a big, hear about there it. There was a big flood down there. Oh, I didn't even hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, Calabria. I thought we were going to go down there and it was going to be one of those things where you're doing sound check in the daytime in the hot sun, just like sweating. And But it was actually at least maybe 20 degrees cooler than here. Cool. It was like a vacation for me. I got out of the heat. Because yeah. remember, we had that huge heat wave. Well, I was gone was, during that. Oh, time. yeah. I, I was on the road. Man, I was here for a lot of it, and it was it was pretty brutal. It's even hot for L.A., you know, so. Yeah, wow. it was it was It was cool. It was cool to get out of the heat. But, yeah, we had fun. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you see any guitar wine caps in the audience? I did see a few. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> That's in fact, awesome. there, there were a few festivals where it seemed like there were a lot of fans. That's so, so cool. My take on it is probably the, the places closer to the big cities were probably where there were more fans. And then yep. when we played out way out in the middle of nowhere, and it was only the people from a really small town. Right. I Probably nobody knew who I... I'd never heard me before. I'd never heard a record or anything. Yep. Just some guy <laughs> with a... Hey, the Miami Dolphins cat. Were you doing some farming when you're downtime over there? Some farming? Yeah. Oh, the tractor <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> see that? It was awesome. It was outside a restaurant. Oh, was it? So we all, you know, took took photos on the tractor. That's the next gig poster for the baked potato for sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, Scott's run off to join the farming. Nah, you Too know, bad you I didn't think, have a John Deere hat. It's, yeah, it's really like a tough decision. <laughs> Dog fucking a pig or us on a tractor. You know, hard decision. Why can't you do both? I've got a picture that I haven't used yet of a dog and a boar. Like a really long boar. Big boar, yeah. A big boar. So I, that's a tough and decision. And are the dogs fucking the pig? No, the dog's fucking the boar. Oh. So 
Mounting. Same concept, Mounting. just different animal. <laughs> same family. Yeah, same family. Wow, I want a big part of me wants to so, see so, that. So, so yeah. the, the, the pig was not very interesting? Is that what no, you're saying? The pig was actually kind of irritating. It was, was boring? The yeah. The, yeah, bored or irritated. Yeah. And the dog is like as happy as can be. He's got his tongue out and he's smiling. It's all happy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen the tractor one, so I really want to see that one That's now. That's great. Oh, man. <laughs> That's fantastic. What have I missed? Oh, my oh, God. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> really? I wanted to lie, Bruce. I wanted to uh, make up something. Well, I'm lying. I'm lying. Oh. <laughs> you went the other way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all happening. Yeah. Well, we've done about a thousand episodes <laughs> since we last saw you. Uh, had a few guests. Um, and who are the uh, guests? Who did we have? Well, we had Greg V. Oh, Greg V. Do you know Greg V? Mm -mm. Greg V's um, Greg's the great guitar player from. Well, he's kind of lived, moved all over, but he's uh, gone into photography and that. Now he does a lot of. He used to do all the photography and video stuff for Bogner for many mm -hmm. years. Um, but I mean, his plan. You know, he played. He was in Double Trouble when after Stevie died. He oh, did okay. that gig, and he did um. The, what do you do? What was the drummer from Hendrix? Yeah. He so did. he's more of a blues guy. No, no actually not. not. He just they got somebody different. They didn't want to have a Stevie Ray clone mm -hmm. for that band. So they got somebody who's kind of a different more of a he I he's more of a, a colorist than uh -huh. a, than a okay. burner. Right. Cool. Uh but he plays great, you know. Great player, yeah, great. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, and he's got a second career doing photography now. And uh, he was there. Uh, who else did we get? We, we had lots of people. All the wankers would be able to tell us. I'm trying to think. Who? Well, we've, we've <laughs> well it must have been really that was, interesting. That were amazing. Oh, man, I can you hardly guys remember really yesterday. You're just selling me on these people. <laughs> well, you know, basically, we don't make, want to make you feel bad, Scott. <laughs> right. You know, it's so much more interesting than me. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're there. You are sitting there. You know, turning knobs in the studio, and here we That's are having I fun. Do, I don't want to make you feel bad. You no, know? it's all I do, man. Is you know, turn knobs. I mean, you know, <laughs> God gave you a knob. You know, turn it. That's all I do is, that's it, man. I know it's a plug-in, right? Well, it's, it's, I think it's about, yeah, it's about 20% playing and 80% engineering, basically. I think anybody will probably tell you that if they have a home studio. They'll say that's, when you agree, I mean, when you're tracking, it's, it's pretty much 80% recording and 20% play, actually playing notes. Yeah, but then when you, when, when you see a guy that is like an engineer full-time, and you see how quickly they do stuff or you, how they take it to that next level. Yeah. That's where I'm just like, oh, fuck Well, it. I'm actually a, a good engineer. Yeah, you've so, been doing it so, a while. Well, I mean, I've done it for many, many years. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it's not just engineering, it's producing. Yeah. So, and it's producing my myself, which I almost wish I had somebody there to stop me from erasing stuff that's probably good. <laughs> and I And I just, you know... And I, I remember that story with, with Holdsworth where he was playing with Jean-Luc Ponty and uh, he was recording on his album and he told Jean-Luc Ponty, I feel kind of nervous with you here. Why don't you just take off? Let me do this solo. Come back later. So Jean-Luc had something that happened and he was gone a long time. Right. And he came back about eight hours later and Alan was still there and there wasn't a note on tape. <laughs> he had just been playing and erasing, playing and erasing for eight hours. Wow. Thank you.
I can relate to that. You know, sometimes you just play, you just don't feel like it's, eh, but how do you, there, you know? how do you move forward and how do you know that you haven't lost the take? Well, I don't really do that anymore. Honestly, I, what do I do, you do give is yourself just, now you can save it all. It's all you underneath. Save it all. Shit. Yeah. And, and edit yeah. it later if you yeah. want to, you know, but yeah, um, yeah. make it so dramatic. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. No, you can, you can just play multiple things, but the, the problem is, is, I don't like to do that because I don't want to listen to too many. Yeah, then it's so then it's like that's another job. To listen to your just just like just like most bad. people, they don't want to listen to it. Yeah, yeah right. No, I've, I've got kind of a rule: no more than ten. Yeah. It's like ten, <laughs> 10 takes. If I can't put something together out of ten takes, give me a break. You know, what right. I mean? there's there's going to be, but actually. There, I have done done it where I did 10 takes and comp together something that sounded re really good, but I still had to punch in and fix things. There were still things to fix. Now, how do you know so, how do you know when a mistake is a good mistake? Like how, that's... Well, I just know. You know you know what it is? I just want to clarify this. We're not talking about single notes here. Right. That's easy. I can do that in one take. Yeah. You know, the, never more than two takes when it comes to single lines. You know, maybe a solo, three or four takes at the most. Right. But when it comes to chords, that's when it gets really, really hard because of the nature of the strat and distortion. Distortion. Because what I'm trying to do, and I guess maybe I'm one of the only people doing it. I don't think that I can think of one other guitar player who's doing what I'm doing with chords and with a trio where I'm actually playing chords with distortion and not just double notes like a la Schofield. I'm talking about chords, chords, right? With, you've heard vibe station. I mean, yeah. You yeah. hear it. Yeah. It's chords. Yeah. But it's with, it's with gain. So the top note has to sing. All the rest of the notes have to be just under that even. Mm. And it's almost impossible to do and get a good tone because Either one note pops out too loud. Yeah. I've got open strings in a lot of my voicing, so the open string always pops out louder than anything else. So I have <laughs> to make sure that the top note I hit the hardest, the open string, the, the lightest, and the other two the same. So it's all about right-hand technique. And what I have discovered is that there are no two same chords. They're like snowflakes. There's no such thing as you cannot play two chords that sound the same. You can't. Right. It's impossible. Like every chord sounds different, different texture, different mix, different everything. So, and plus, is it in tune? That's another thing, because if you use the bar even a tiny bit to, to, to tremolo a chord, the G string goes sharp. Right. A little. Yeah. Not enough where it would bother me live, but on a record, record. where I really want it to be nice and in tune. So anytime I use the bar, I have to sort of, okay, I've used the bar. Let me check my tuning again, make sure that. So, yeah, it, so that's what makes it so difficult. Because I remember when I played uh, Chelsea Bridge with, with the red guitar, I didn't have that problem. It's like almost every time you hit the strings, it sounds the same. It just sounds good. All the notes are nice and balanced and 
There's no problems. It just sort of happens. It's just you don't really have those easy. overtones magnified. It must to the be max. the all the weird harmonics of gain yeah. of distortion, because every time you hit a chord, it's amazing how if you hit a, a note with the tip of your finger or just a tiny lit like we're talking about an eighth of an inch down to the ball of your finger, it's a whole other ball game. One is super bright and trebly. One is as dull is dull can be so finding the ones that are just right you know the right texture the right tone where it doesn't get buried in the mix because it's going right or spiky because it's really trebly oh my god so that's what that's the hardest part of what and, you, and you don't use like compression or anything like that right i don't want to go there when you because <laughs> uh, it would make things easier but you would also hear it you and would... i hate to hear it i mean God bless Bill Frizzell. I love him and everything, but when he uses that compressor, I, I cannot, it's, I just don't like it. I don't like the sound of it. I hear it going, wah, 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 and it drives me crazy. You know, it's a sound. It's a sound. Yeah. It's like you can't, if you mildly compress something, it doesn't really do what you need it to do. If you compress it to the point where it does what you need it to do, you hear it. You hear it's it. like an effect. And it's especially on distorted guitar, that's a whole different ball game to a well, clean guitar. This, too, distortion right? has a little bit of compression in it already. Yeah. That's probably saving me a little bit. Yeah. But um I not really. I mean I'm not I'm not it's not like I'm playing with a lot of gain. It's just enough gain for the top note to to have a voice. Right. And not just Yeah, whatever. And, but Bruce, I mean, he's got like three compression pedals. <laughs> well, Bruce, I'm, when, I'm really compressed when, when right Bruce now. Bruce plays, and when, when I, I thought it was I thought it was a depression pedal. <laughs> when I hear anybody playing hollow body, what I notice is how even everything sounds. Everything sounds even. It well, just except for really the bottom nice. end gets real big. Maybe, maybe. But I just know that when I was playing the red guitar in the studio. If I wanted to play two chords and make them sound exactly the same, easy. Just that, you did just that acoustically, right? Huh? Did you plug that in or acoustic? No, I plugged it in. Oh, you did and plug I it plugged in. it into the Fender, just the yep. guitar and the amp. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it sounded wonderful. And and um, Stefan Sontag is making me a guitar as we speak. Yeah. So I, I was can't wondering wait if to you, get it. If you do, you know how long away? Well, I'll be able I'm to find out. Sure. I'm going there Monday. Yeah. Oh, great! Awesome. So, but yeah, that's, that's the hard part of my gig is, yeah. is, is just making those chords sound even and sweet and in tune yeah. and everything. And the, re the, the rest of the stuff is easy. The solos and the single line stuff is a breeze, but right. the chords are a bitch. How many tracks are we expecting? Ten. Ten tracks? Yeah, I got yep. ten. I got three done yep. and starting on the fourth. Do we have a, so, a timeline? I have no idea. I don't know how compli complicated the rest of them are going to be. Right. Um, these three tunes, I'm doing it in alphabetical order, and it just so happened that the three tunes that I've just finished are all the slower tunes where there's almost no drums. Oh, wow. And that's why I had to make the guitars, those chords sound really pristine and nice because there's, no, there's not much covering up. It's kind of like me and the bass player a lot. Yeah. And on two tunes. Yeah. And then, um, and Kinsey's going to do electronic percussion on one song. And then the other song is a jazz tune where it's basically just a little ride cymbal. He's not really playing a whole lot, except at the end he starts going. Right. 
but a lot of the guitar is bare naked out there for everybody to hear. So I have to make it sound really nice. Are you going through? Are you going through any like your pedals, volume pedal? Are you doing any of that, or are you direct? Mostly, I've just been using the RC booster. RC in booster amp. into your your Marshall and head, e right? either Marshall or the Fender. Yeah, either one. Yeah, yeah. I'm mixing it up as much as I can, but the Fender isn't so good for my thing distortion right i'm mainly using it for cleaner yeah cleaner stuff tone. it sounds really pristine and sparkly yeah and that's what turns into fizz when you right. when you yeah, add when you distortion. add too much like you can do it if you put the mic further over into the paper and take a lot of 15k because that's where the like 15k on a bell that's where all that yeah lives so you can like dial all that out and boost like 4k or 3k and then you kind of get like a a nice treble that isn't fizzy fizzy yeah but it it's never going to be as sweet as the marshall yeah as far as the just the overall sweetness and no hair yeah on the yeah. notes but i love that fender for clean man does it sound what, great what fender is it it's a bandmaster oh okay modified by john yeah yep. and it's very sweet it's the same one that you know dumble did. He's modifying one for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So his little circuit, his ultraphonics. Yep. It's great. It's really happening. Yeah, that's going to be exciting to hear Very that. sweet sounding. Hear Bruce's amp. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah, I mean, anything out. from Alexander is going to be really good. He's so, powering it up uh, Sunday, I think. Ooh. But then he'll find, you know, I'm sure the speakers won't be to his liking or something, you know. Does he usually change his speakers too? Uh, he'll tell me. I'll <laughs> let him tell me. I'm not, I don't think he does. I think he just, he doesn't even really do much with the the main circuit. It's the preamp circuit. The, right. the main little preamp circuit board, he highly modifies that. And, yeah. And that's his little ultraphonics thing that he does. And it's great. So, um, yeah, other than that. I've got lots of new sounds and, and I'm that's part of what I'm doing is just going through a lot of them and finding out what's what I like and what right. might be useful for which tune. A lot of new pedals and I bought that sound toys thing, which, which is amazing. Which was the sound toys? The sound toys whole plug ins. It's like they had a sale. Oh, okay. On the yeah, yeah, yeah. For like hundred and sixty bucks. You, can, you the whole thing. They're everything amazing. they make. Yeah. Jesus, it's incredible. I haven't got any of the new stuff. I had their old stuff, but I should. Get yeah, that. they've got stuff. You know, one thing that does all kinds of filters and it does them in time with the music, so you can like do those kind of mutron mm -hmm. type of effects, but with the tunes. Yep. So anything funky, it's great for that. And then it's got this thing called the decapitator, uh, which the is decapitator. awesome. Yeah, I know you that know, one. You know, which which does the the, the tremolo, but square yep. wave tremolo, which yep. is really cool. And I don't know if I have anything to use that on yet. And uh, yeah, any, any cool guitar pedals that you've been? Yeah, there's a couple. There's like um, this one little arpeggiating pedal that does a very cool thing. But the only problem is is getting it in time with the music because right. it's, it's not it's not hooked up. Right, it's pretty free. It's not synced, so you yeah. have to just make a take where <laughs> you hope, <laughs> hope that it that it locks in. Now how? No. You'll be able to do all this album live? Or you haven't even thought that well, far no, ahead? no, I mean, I don't really look at it that way because if you listen to Vibe Station, there's tons of plugins and extra effects and stuff, but 
the main guitar part is always there and that's right. what that's what I'll play live. Yeah, yeah. So it won't it may not sound as full and it may be missing some little effects here and there and stuff, but there's no there's nothing that I can't play live. Yeah. And yeah. the audience will know which tune it is. Yeah. It might be missing a little cra some craziness and some layering, but it's like Led Zeppelin, you know. They yeah. played they played live and J Jimmy Page had twenty guitars going on in the studio. <laughs> so so yeah, you might as well have fun with that. Sure, stuff, yeah, it's right? fun. I like it. I like it's like to me. It's like painting. You know, you just find a sound, find a place for it. Yeah, and that's the fun of it for me. The just the coloring of stuff. So, and yeah. your guys that you toured with, that was the the French guys, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're sounding great. They're they're a lot of fun to work with, and they really know the music now, and they're they're playing great. So, uh, yeah, that's fun. That's cool. We're man. going to Asia in October. Oh, whereabouts? Uh, like five or six gigs in China, uh, Korea, uh, Bangkok. Um, let's see, what else? You going to Japan? No, you know what? They don't want me at the Blue Note because I don't have a new record yet. They're really fussy about that. Oh, wow. So I'll go back there after the record is released. Right. But Blue Note always wants a new album. Right. Because I just. There, there. there isn't other places in there is, are but i don't i like to be exclusive with the blue right because okay. they they pay the best and they're really nice and they've really taken care of me over the years so yep. i'm gonna be loyal to them and just go back when my record is done yeah i love going i love asia man. they'll give me two nights and, and yep. it'll be sold out and it's it's an awesome place to play how's you've done china before right yeah like how lots is of china times. it's fun yeah man, it's great people are super friendly and it's, I have to go to China. I've never been to China. It's kind of it's interesting that they know all the things that that we do. I mean, yeah. they know all the cats. Like they they're waiting for them. Right. You know, so they know all the jazz musicians, all the pop rock musicians. They're very knowledgeable about music. So yeah. They're 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 waiting, man. So. Do you have a favorite part of the world over there? Like I love Japan. I, I love Japan too, but Japan's I, my favorite. But Hong Kong, I love Hong Kong. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, we're not playing there this time because we just played there last year. But yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. There's one more place we're going. Where, um, China, Korea, Bangkok, and Taiwan. Taiwan, I've been yeah. to Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan's mm -hmm. cool. A little yeah, smelly so on the streets. They have that um, fun. Taiwan. They had the the burnt. They cook the tofu on the streets. <laughs> okay. the, and it's like burnt yeah. tofu. And seriously, you'd start dry reaching when you get a whiff of that. It's just wow. It's not a it's not a lovely smell. I didn't have any, but it's yeah. The smell kind of put me off. But. Well, I know that in in uh, Seoul, Korea, my hotel is across the street from the best Korean barbecue place in town. <laughs> so, and I'm there for two days. So I'm going to be pigging out on Korean so barbecue. I'm Seoul. very Seoul much looking awesome. forward to it. I had a lot of fun in Seoul. Yeah, it's going to be really, really, really fun. Drunk, really, really drunk in Seoul. <laughs> and we had a business guy take us out, and he took us out, and he, let's just say he showed us the town in many ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really looked after us. It was, oh. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward so to it. So what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, explain, explain that. that. Many just, ways. Let's just say... It was, it was, it was a nightmare. It was, it was one of those Which one would you like? Like, 20, 30. Oh. 20, 30. 
the only thing the only thing I don't like about Japan is the amps. Because maybe you know, this is a little known thing. I guess it's known to anybody. The wattage, the the, the power wattage is only a hundred watts. It's not enough to run properly run right. a Marshall, and they don't bias them for a hundred watts. They just get them from this, buy them from England, and so here you've got an amp that's biased for one hundred and twenty volts, and they run a hundred volts into it and it doesn't sound good it's always sounding little it sounds uh, really kind of weird yeah <laughs> i don't know i can't even i don't know why it doesn't sound good it just doesn't sound good it's just funny sounding yeah i've heard a lot of over the years a lot of guys talk about that like some amps in some countries just sound amazing then you come to another country and it just it's well, completely different the power is biased got, for 120 yeah. volts like most amps are yeah and uh or even if like if you go to 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 europe You've got a transformer that transforms, you know, 220 down to 120. Yeah. Or 130, I think it is. And, and uh, yeah, and that's going to sound fine, but 100, 100 volts is not enough to run. Yeah. A, a, Wait, how come you're not going to Australia? We got asked and we had to say no because they're a bunch of cunts. No, <laughs> the, the money was really like, <laughs> Shit. Eh, yeah. We're, we're tight. It just wasn't happening. So was that a? Um, oh, they just had the guitar festival down there in Australia. But yeah, yeah I imagine it. That's not really my call. My yeah. agent said no. Yeah, you know, he just says if it's not what he wants, and he just says sorry. I'd love to get you down there, but I'm not going to do it for for nothing. For well, it's not for nothing. But, but it's yeah, you know, for that long of a flight, it's got to it's got to at least pay. You know, that'll be decent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it didn't happen this time. But maybe next time. Who yeah. knows? Albert Lee was just down there. He did a bunch mm -hmm. of all over Australia. He was doing it. So. I'd love to go. There's, yeah. I've been before. You've been. It there. was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't because I I didn't have, we didn't have our band. <laughs> you, is that the Virgil? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it it kind of pissed me off about the promoter because it's not really the promoter's job to decide who's what your band is. Right. That pissed me off in the first place. But I was trying to be cool about it. And at the same time, Kirk really seriously had a problem. He was going through a divorce and he was really in not ready to travel. Right. So, okay, so we just did it. But if Kirk had been like raring and ready to go, I think we would have probably turned the gig down because they weren't going to have us there with Kirk. Oh, wow. Period. Yeah. So I would have turned it down. Yeah. I would have not have gone. Right. Um, because I just feel like, who are you to tell me who's in my band? Why weren't you know? they going to have it with Kirk? Because Kirk's not a big name. Really? And, yes. And they wanted the... It's only got four letters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's only four letters, right? In, in, in Australia at that time, the big promoters for the country were... It was a drum company who was promoting concerts. And they were all about drummers. If you're not Dave Weckl or Dennis Chambers mm -hmm. or, you know, a super big name or Billy Cobham or somebody like that, they just didn't want you. Yeah, yeah. So Kirk was not a draw for them. Right. And I, and I was like, you know, on the phone with the guy once and I said, dude, he, he's probably one of the best drummers you're ever going to see. He's really How amazing. How does he become a draw down there if you don't, people don't see him? My point exactly. <laughs> That's but, a fucking oxymoron. You know, I mean, I just I just know enough to know that when I was touring with Jeff and Dennis, I'm sure, absolutely sure, seventy percent of the crowd was there to see Dennis. Right. And you know, drums 
drummers have a big, they support each other. They're not like guitar players. They, <laughs> they really support, they, they come to each other's gigs. They really support each other. So, you know, they, 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 they would announce this like Scott Henderson, Jeff Berlin, Dennis Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's why we didn't, um, that's why we did that tour. And, yeah. And it would have, I mean, if it had been another drummer, I'm sure it would have been, it would have worked out better. But right. Virgil's style just didn't fit what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. So, well, Bruce, you're, you leave, Mon no, Monday? That's correct. To Germany? To Germany. To do the Deutschland? Deutschland. Going on a schnitzel tour? <laughs> schnitzel, man. I'm With the... Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest? A little early, but, and but the they started early. And the guitar company? Sontag? Sontag. I got some gigs. Got a workshop. Got some gigs. It's going to be fun. going to be fun. Well, hold on. Where's it all happening? It's all around. Uh, mostly in Bavaria. Okay. Oh, the nice page. part. Yeah, real nice part. Rich part. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever played Bergerhof Hotel? No. We always play there, and it's a, it's a big... I'm surprised you haven't played there, because they have a lot of jazz there. Um but it's really a good venue. It's in the basement of a hotel, kind of like Birdland in was in Munich. Yeah, kind of like Birdland was uh -huh. in the, the baseland, uh, basement of the the um, the what was it? The, was it the Marriott or the uh, in Austria in ooh, Vienna? Ooh, ooh. I'm not quite in, sure. Is it good? What hotel yeah. was that? I can't remember if it was the Marriott or some name another really super pricey hotel, not Marriott. Hilton. 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 I think it was the Hilton. Uh, yeah, and it was in the basement. And that, this was the same thing here. It's in the basement yeah. of this big, huge hotel in Munich. Right. And it's a fun gig, man. Really, oh, really cool. fun. Great acoustics and stuff. Well, the, uh, if all the listeners out there... So you'll see Stefan. Tell him yeah, hi. I'll say hi for you. And, yeah. and Bruce will tell him that you wanted that guitar in bright pink. Yeah. I actually <laughs> asked it ask for a lighter red like Bruce's because I'm trying to copy Bruce. <laughs> no, I told him not to let, I said, no way. I said, I Bruce said, has got copyright on that red. <laughs> I'm going to make it magenta. I'm going to have him put like a permanent tuner on the headstock yeah. that you can't take off. Yeah. <laughs> like gold plated yeah. tuner. <laughs> it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be part of the headstock. <laughs> Might as well just it. light up. The whole, just the headstock is a tuner. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. I'm sure Gibson isn't. Before Gibson goes bankrupt, they'll do that. Right. Well, well they already did the yeah. self-tuning yeah. tuners. So they'll, so they'll put a tune, uh, some lights in the headstock, and then they'll go bankrupt. Because yeah. they'll be bankrupt in any I, minute now. I got to try well, at least an airplane won't hit you. <laughs> right. Have you guys tried those self-tuners? No, the, the Gibson ones with the self tuners. No, well, the company that made them for Gibson, they, uh, they obviously didn't. Stay so, with do, you, do you tell them to do it, or are they just always doing it? They're just like you press a button. Of, my friend in Australia's got a bunch. Of, he put them on most of his guitars, but you press the button, and it just they all the tuners go and tune it up. And you, you're how does it? Do you have to strum? Yeah, you strum each string. Yeah, and like just you know lightly strum the strings. And it will just tune it. And then you can have settings where you could have E flat, you could have D, drop yeah. D and all that. And where's the hardware for the, I mean, where's the electronics? All, in the tuners? All in the tuners. Like you can put oh, it on so they any must guitar. Be heavy. It's a little bit heavy. 
But I think and they've they've got how do they new power model. them? What the batteries? Just batteries. But you, there's a new model that come out that's even better. Because I this one was cool, but there was a couple of times the e-string just wasn't. It was a little slow. What kind of batteries? Like I don't know what the like hearing were. aid batteries probably. Probably Those little yeah. tiny yeah, little yeah, batteries. So you probably got to change them a lot. I think if you had a guitar where you were doing or you, you wanted yeah, one you, guitar to do think. D flat and E flat and all that kind of shit. This would be amazing for that. But I mean, when you think about a tuner and all the pressure that it's taking and how hard it is to get the tension of a string and a motor is doing that motor, and a yeah. battery is operating that motor, it you was, must have to change batteries every hour. No, no. This, this shit was, it was pretty amazing. Actually, I think it was a rechargeable battery pack. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on that, but I think it was. Mm -hmm. But I was, it was pretty... Like mind blowing. I didn't think it was going to be that good, and apparently they've even improved it even more and made them even better. Okay. So I could definitely see That's interesting if you were doing different tunings, and your guitar sure. would have to be kind of cool for that, where you could do different tunings on your guitar and press a button. Yeah, it's you know. interesting. I've never seen it. I've never even seen it in the stores. Are they in stores where you can see it? Um, don't think so. This is an online company. They're German company, I believe. So this is not something you're going to see at Sam Ash or the no, Guitar Center. Or no, I forget the, even the name of the company. I'm sorry. But maybe a Gibson guitar would be at it, it Guitar Center that had those tuners on it. Yeah, I think that was the company making them for Gibson. Yeah. But I mean, like, are you likely to go into a music store and see a Gibson with those tuners on it? I don't know. I don't maybe. think anymore. Uh -huh. It didn't really. It didn't work for them. I don't think it. I don't didn't think it was on. the technology was maybe as solid as as it is now. But mm -hmm. my friend put him on. He put him on one, and then he just put him on all of his guitars. Interesting. He loves it that much, and he yeah. swears by it. He's like, Dude. wow. So that's cool. Kind of. Yeah, I was Holy impressed. Shit. It sounded cool. So, but, did you um, ever talk to anybody about your Ox box? Um, who have I talked to about? Oh, we haven't. We haven't had the conversation since you haven't been on the show no, since then. No, I thought maybe you you said you were going to call them and say, why does this thing sound so fucked up? <laughs> you know, I've had, I've talked to a lot of people. Everyone that I've talked to fucking loves it. Not me. Now a when, lot of people that hate it. Now, when, when we, when we did the, we did a really good test on it at your place, didn't we? Or I thought it, it sounded like shit. There was a really... I thought it sounded where the, the Sir Reactive load, I thought the Sir React, say your tone is in the middle, right? I thought the Sir Reactive load was on one side, had things that were good and great and stuff, stuff that was missing. And then the Ox was on the other side that was missing stuff too. So it was like... I didn't, look, I didn't see it that way. You didn't like it? No, I hated it. And, we did have fact, trouble, because I was new to it. We didn't have trouble. We, we had trouble getting what the sound we wanted. We, we didn't couldn't know how make to it use sound it, but, good unless we ran it through my Neve mic pre to boost the volume. Because as you remember, when we tried to turn its volume control up past 12 o'clock, it was nothing mm -hmm. but fizz. So we ended up turning the volume way down right. to like yeah. 10 o'clock yeah. and running into my Neve mic pre to boost the volume back up to where it needs to be. And that's the only time it even worked. Right. Or sounded. I think, I think it's broken. You think it's broken? No. I don't think it's possible to have a unit that has that much fizz in it and be right. I see guys using it all the time and recording with one, it. No. No. I've, I think I it's broken. No. 
I really do, man. I mean, when you I know there's it, a new update for it, and I haven't done that, but yeah. I haven't had a I haven't had a problem with it. I but mean, you're not using much high gain, right? No, not, see, not a lot. There you go. But that's see, what it is. I see guys online using a, like Sean Tubbs. He does all those demos. That he gets amazing tone through it. And you're hearing that online. I well, don't, I don't trust yeah, okay, anything I hear online. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna keep it in perspective. Um, yeah. I mean, is it? I mean, the biggest test was directly against your setup. I mean, that was that was a huge test, and I don't think they're gonna ever get that good. Well, I want them to. Well, you know, I mean, they should get that good. They're, they're in business to be that good. Yeah, they are getting close, but still. Mm. Your tone with directing your Marshall and everything. They're not that close. That sounded badass. To me, actually, I'm I'm actually thinking now that they're no closer than amp modeling. Well, you know, I, I don't think they're any closer than that. Really? No. Nah. no I, I tried an IR the other day. I was very unimpressed. Tried I tried to I was I was doing something, I was doing a layer, you know, and I right. thought yeah, I want to. I want to layer this. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to like tear it on my four by twelve, and then, you know, bring in the two by twelve so I have a different sound. It was just kind of too lazy. Said so I'll try an IR, you know. So before I tried it, I got out my my tried and true thing, which I always use. Um, the the of course the Serb line box and the Celestian, the one they call Balance. Yeah, yeah. And man, and you love that, right? No. You changed your mind now. No, I don't like it. It's dark. It's like so much darker than my cabinet. And then I tried the bright one, and it's way brighter than my cabinet. Right. So I think that what happened is that when Celestian was doing these samples, they didn't give you many choices like Ownhammer does. Right. Ownhammer gives you like 10, 10 places across the face of the speaker going horizontally from the very middle of the cone all the way out to the edge of the paper. And he's, it's not like he's measuring them in eighth, eighth of an inch or anything like that. Right. He says he's not really being scientific about it, but he's just moving it a little bit, moving a little bit, moving a little bit, so that you get 10 different sounds across the face of the speaker. Right. With Celestian, you get two. That's not enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they had have placed the mic somewhere between balanced and bright, they could have got so much closer or i would be able to get so much closer to my tone right but i can't and and if you eq it it does not sound the same it's not eqing is not the way to go because then it sounds eq'd sounds right. funny so yeah i'm not very impressed right now with um with any of the gizmos to tell you the truth um that is compared to the real thing but now take an album like say dizzy's you know dan zimmerman mm -hmm. where you listen to it and you go, yeah, this really sounds good. But he'll tell you himself that it doesn't compare to, you know, I mean, right. he, he's on my message board all the time. So he's yeah. always saying, yeah, I did that because I don't have this. And now that I do have this, I'm not going to be using that again right. or whatever, you know, like he's. Well, that's, that's the question. Like when you've got your setup at home, how you like it, I mean, everything else is trying to copy what you're doing. Why would you fuck with that when you've got the real deal well, like, and all I, that? Well, it's, no, I guess you'd, you'd fuck with it because you're in an apartment and you can't turn up. Right. And but, that's and so for my friends that are in that situation and they, they are in an apartment and they can't blast the cabinet, 
then then these IR people they need to get their shit together and make something that sounds good. Right. I mean that really sounds good, not just something that's like it's okay if you don't have a cabinet. No. Something that sounds as good as a cabinet. That's what these fuckers are in business for and they're they're disappointing me. Just <laughs> saying. Just now, saying. Now you do know you yeah. did say in the past where you love the selection, you were like, wow, they're getting really, really good. So you've yeah. you've changed I have. I've you've, changed yeah, because you know why I've tried it in real practice. Right. Like I try to I haven't wasn't really very methodically testing it and you know, like I said, I used IRs in the studio for my record. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to them every day because when I play, I'm listening to the basic tracks to see if I did anything good that's worth, especially solos. Like, you know, when you're, when you're playing with a bass player and drummer and you're, you're having a conversation with them, it's almost like you can't really change the solo. It, it, it shouldn't be changed rhythmically mm -hmm. because they re react to it. Right. I mean, if it's solo over a static groove, it's one thing. You can do whatever yeah. the fuck you want. But if they reacted to your solo, you've got to keep those rhythms they reacted to. So I've got my basic tracks that I'm always listening to oh, okay. to make sure what did I play that these guys played that to because I have to play it again yeah. for tone. Unfortunately, the tone that I got on the basic tracks, it, it's just not good enough. Yeah, you know, and it's the it's the load box and the Celestian balanced IR and my amp. Yeah, and I was kind of hoping that it was going to sound so amazing that I could keep a lot of the stuff I did in the studio. Right. Well, not even. Yeah. Not even. Like when I'm home with my cabinet, um, it sounds so damn good that that shit can't even come close. Yeah. So whatever, it's just I use it as a blueprint. Right. I'm listening to it, but I'm comparing them all the time because I hear the I hear my basic tracks in the studio, then I hear what I'm playing now, and it's like there's no contest. Yeah. But of course, if I had brought my cabinet to the studio, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do overdubs because <laughs> there would be so much guitar and the drum mics probably right. louder than the drums. <laughs> so <laughs> it's again, it really is this whole discussion about all this technology and that, and what I can see is like. If everyone had the situation where they could have their head, their nice, big, beautiful cabinet cranked at the volumes they want, no one would touch this other shit. But obviously, right. we can't. Yeah, but you can't because the police. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. But, I mean, I'm seeing so many Damn players. noise ordinances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many players now Stupid using all this other, like the, at the Fractal and the, was it, the Kemper or whatever, all this other shit. And they're using it on gigs, one, because it's almost required by the sound guys now because they just want their job to be stupid simple. The audience doesn't give a fuck because they're playing, they're, mm -hmm. they're not playing like a, they're not playing a Scott Henderson band. They're playing for an artist who's singing sure, music, sure, whatever. Right. So it's simple. It's sure. no cartridge fees. Totally understand it's a no-brainer. How do they hear themselves? Through in-ear monitors? In -ear, which is, oh, I hate that shit. They but, don't yeah. sound good. I I just I've never tried them, so I just was curious. If they imagine sound. being just putting it's it's horrible. You're well, disconnected from now, your amplifier. Okay, this is this is what I've heard from some people. Some people tell me something different, and you would know because you've tried them, and I never have. Mm -hmm. But I I know a few guys that say they're better than monitors because they're so stuck in your ears that you actually hear bass. Mm -hmm. So when you're hearing your guitar. You're not just hearing some little crappy 12-inch 
you know, speaker in a, a triangle-shaped 12-inch speaker yeah. in a horn, right. which definitely sounds like shit, that you're actually, because those headphones are so snug in your ears, you're actually hearing bass and some, some girth in the sound. Right. And you're saying that's not true. No, I would agree with that, but it's just the disconnection. But you know how you, when you stand in front of an amp, where you move, everything you changes. Have you have that. Sure. You have that breath going in that Course. talk with the amp. You lose all that. Right. And it becomes very sterile. Well, in a way. But I'm but sure it's even got better now since I've used it. But when you're recording, I mean, you're listening to your monitors, and you don't have a you you don't have a yeah. a, a thing with an amp. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, when you're overdubbing, of course, if you play live, you do. But if you're overdubbing, like I do a lot. Yeah. You're listening to monitors? I don't really miss the, 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 all the bass at my back. I, don't, I, I get used to it, so I don't really miss it. I just always found and if you didn't have a great sound guy that was doing your inner ears, mm-hmm. you're disconnected from the audience unless they've got the crowd mics on and they're mixed in right. Right. There was so much riding on. I'm sure if you've got a top class sound guy that knows how to do inner ears really great, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's going to sound pretty good. Yeah. But just the difference between having your amp right behind you, being able to hear everything on a great gig. Well, of course, it's got to make a difference. I mean, yeah. even me, sometimes I play pretty loud in the studio because I have a subwoofer. Right. So I can crank it. Yeah. And it gives you the, 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 the actual kind of vibe that you're on the gig because, I mean, I can really crank. Right. So, so even though I don't always, but sometimes I do, depending on the music. Yeah. But I'm sure that if I came right from a gig with the Marshall in the back into the studio and with the monitors, I'm sure then I would go, oh, shit, this is kind of disappointing. But once you do it for a while, you just get used to it. And then you, I think you, it's you, more about the guitar working together with the amp in close yeah. proximity. Yeah, I think that that's probably nice. the biggest thing. That's always really nice to be able to do that. Then you can manipulate your sound more. There were four or five times recording Vibe Station where I had to get really long headphones that go into the speaker cabinet room right. and turn the music up louder than fuck in the headphones and be oh. there next to the cabinet to get feedback because right. it was part of the thing that <clears throat> needed it to happen. And there were like five times in Vibe Station where I had to do that and it was a drag, but, <laughs> but I, got the, I got it done. You right. know, I got some nice feedback and I got what I needed, yeah. but it, boy, was it a pain in the ass. And it to have probably to, hurt your ears. It was very, <laughs> really, huh? Yeah. It was very loud. Yeah. And this is where Bruce mm. is like, thank God I don't play at those volume levels. <laughs> yeah, that's an that's right? ear blaster right there. I mean, you play loud when I've seen you in your three-piece. That shit's cranked. Yeah. But... Yeah, there's, there's loud and there's loud. Yeah, there's loud and there's loud. Yeah, that's but, comfortable loud. Yeah, this was uncomfortable loud. Baked potato is sometimes very uncomfortable. Loud. Yeah, yeah, that's the only place I play that's actually uncomfortable to play there, because you're in such close proximity. You're sitting up literally on top of each other. There's no right. airspace between the guys. And I go home from baked potato sometimes, and I just feel like I'm lucky. I'm still have my hearing yeah yeah because drums are drums yeah you know like my drummer archie he doesn't really play that loud he's a pretty medium drummer right and on any stage we play on if i just get 
I don't know, you know, three or four feet away from him. It's never a problem. Yeah. I don't have to play very loud at all. But at the baked potato, I'm cranked because his symbol is in my <laughs> right. ear. Yeah. It's like right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when he plays a snare drum, it's like a gunshot. And I'm looking at him. He's he's not hitting the drums any harder than it's he just, ever does. It's, it's just, just the, the room. room. It's, yeah. just, it's just being so damn close. In low ceiling. Yeah. It's a low ceiling. Yeah. It is it is hard. To it play is there. it is brutally loud in there. It's yeah. very loud in there. Yeah. And you can see why all these guys doing these bigger tours and you go into a different stadium or different festival or whatever every night. Just it must be heaven for those sound guys because they're like, you know what? I know what this guitarist, I've got a direct feed from his fractal or whatever he's got. And I know it's gonna sound the same as it did last night. Because they can mix it just to- they don't have to like yell at anybody on it's stage no, to turn down. Yeah, it's or a no-brainer. Like yeah, and then That's the singers nice. aren't complaining, but it does, it does take all the the rock and roll, a lot of the rock and roll out of it. But I guess sure. that's just the way it is now. You know. Well, I would say that that stuff would be great for pop. Yeah, of course. Just and not ca- AC, I know, not ACDC. I know, no, I know the Nashville <laughs> yeah. Cats. That's what they're doing. They're going on uh-huh. tour. They're not taking their fenders out. They're Taking their fractals I'm and their sure that and... they're doing that at Circus Olay. Yeah, and and uh, um, I'm sure they're doing it at um, in, in those clubs in Vegas where the bands play so quiet. Yeah, that's the place to go hear the quietest music in the world is Vegas. Because you go hear the bands playing and there's no amps ever. <laughs> nothing's on stage. And yeah. Nothing's on stage. It's very very quiet and it's like wow, you can talk just like this yeah. over the music. Yeah. It's a sign of the times. Yeah. Days of I'm trying to sell my Marshall cab at the moment. No one's buying it. <laughs> yeah. So when well, do I? But you, you you are right. If you set up a a plexi head through a Marshall cab and stand in front of it, and then try and compare it to any of these new things, they will not get close. Nah, they just won't. Because it just sounds so fucking amazing. But not everyone has that experience when they're comparing yeah. to a fractal or. I I told I told Dizzy on my on my message board, he brought up an interesting subject. He, he said that my goal is to be like you in a certain way, talking to me, that when I hear your records, it sounds exactly like your live sound. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, well, the only reason that is is because it's the same amp in the same cabinet and the same microphone, and I'm putting the microphone in the same place in the speaker. Yeah. So he said, yeah, what you're basically doing is just capturing your sound in the studio, whereas for me... I'm trying to create a sound in the studio. And he wishes that he had, he could capture a sound, like have his live sound just exactly like he likes it, and then just capture it. Just put a microphone up there. Boom, you're done. Right. Because I I really don't, my settings on my amps are not any different in the studio than they are live. It's just stick the mic there and you're done. So he, he... likes that idea but i said well all you got to do is just here here's the contractor's number just call them <laughs> they'll push your window frames out wall up your house <laughs> right <laughs> who needs sunlight man come on yeah it'll be a vampire yeah and he goes no nah, i think i think i'll keep the sunlight and just keep using irs <laughs> who, who is this dan oh dan you know dizzy Oh, I yeah. I thought you meant I thought you meant Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, he calls me a lot too about Marshalls and shit. Yeah, from the grave. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. only I had a Marshall for my horn, man, I would would have got a lot more babes. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been all courses, man. Courses, courses. 
So. Oh my goodness. Well, do we have do we have any new jokes? No, that's really sad <laughs> that I don't have any new jokes. It's really depressing. Bruce, do we have any new jokes? I must have told twenty in the last week. What did I tell? I don't know. I need a subject. And then I go. Shane Terrio sent me a good joke the other day. Did you read that? Yeah, one? yeah. I, I, you I, probably heard that before. Yeah, right? that's an old cowboy yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, not speaking of jokes, because this guy's really good. <laughs> that's, what a funny time to bring up his name. But um, I hung out with Nir yesterday with with Kinsey. Yeah. And he came over, and he's probably going to be here tonight. So. Well, um, you better get here soon, because I'm fading. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, he he we went to eat. It, it Giacocco, and then he came over and he played me some cuts from his new album. And holy shit, I was like, the word impress is an understatement. Yeah, this guy's a monster. Oh, yeah, Near's great, man. Yeah, so who's this? Near Felder, Near Felder, yeah. And he's a, he's a New York guitarist, and his music is really cool. It's, it's, don't know, it's. I don't know, you know, it's that kind of music where you can't really label it. It's just kind of his own thing. It's it's interesting that it's got a lot of aspects of rock, but he's using an acoustic bass, which is kind of different. Oh, wow. And, and, um, is he, he singing as a, well or just plays? No, no, he plays. He's a jazz player. Oh, okay. And he's yep. really good. I don't want to compare him to Kurt Rosenwinkel, but he's got those kind of chops, right. very modern chops, but more bluesy. He's a, more bluesy. He's playing a strat. Yep. With uh, um, mostly on neck pickup, pretty clean, it, similar to like kind of Osnoy, you know, a lot of rhythm pickup and very clean. Yep. Um, but his music is very textured and lots of layers and, yep. you know, doing kind of the same thing that I like to do. Lots of lots of layers and textures and great, great tones and just blew me away, man. I thought, wow, wow. this guy is and he's a burning player. Yeah. Just burning on fire. So I really liked it, and I uh, it was great to meet him and hang with him and listen to his music. So hopefully he'll stop by and he, tonight. Is is he playing in town or recording in town? He's or here to mix his record. Oh, okay. But he did a gig at the Blue Whale. I couldn't go because I was working on my record. But yes, he he did a gig at the Blue Whale, and um, I guess that's where he plays when he when he comes yeah. to town. Yeah. yeah, you know him too, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, I've hung out with him. So. Thank you.
Mm-hmm. <laughs>